so teach teach me something. Hmm. Did you always wow. want to be a teacher? Oh yeah. I do think I have a public speaking um don't want to say talent, but I do want to speak publicly and somehow this gives me an opportunity to talk about something um, that people can find useful and it gives me an option to just talk to a broader audience. So I do like it. But what I love the most about teaching is the flexibility in the schedule. Yes, we are supposed to be at particular location when we are teaching but beyond that how you plan it what days or what timings do you pick for your planning and collecting resources all of that is very flexible yeah I do love it and summer obviously so <laughs> but we are unpaid during that so that's that as well you shouldn't be paid to drink of I've course. always been trying that's to true. figure that's out true. that job I've always wanted to figure that one out that is true Sometimes I wish I was still, I wish I was the marble man still. I thought that that would still be the best job. Which one, sorry? The marble man, the guy that got paid to smoke cigarettes all the time. Oh, really? You're was that a thing? Sure. The, he was uh, like a cowboy and he used to smoke cigarettes and be on all the advertisements. Oh, I do remember that person in the ads. Yeah. Marlboro, I see. Too bad he doesn't exist anymore. I think well, he also is dead. didn't help. He's it, dead, but we all have to die. And true. we all have to work, so if we could, if I could work, work and smoke cigs, I thought that would be the best job for me. <laughs> but I don't think that exists. Maybe in China it exists. Maybe. And maybe I got to move to China to do that. I've been noticing. Yes, there are not many ads for cigarettes anymore. There are for. Do you remember Joe Camel? I. How old? Are, well, you don't have to say I'm... it's anonymous, but. Uh, Joe Camel. If you don't remember Joe Camel, he was probably like tell the coolest, me the, the coolest advertisement ever. Tell me the ad. It came. He was a camel, and he had a cigarette and glasses and oh. lots of babes, and he was always shooting pool <laughs> and uh -huh. being cool. You don't. You don't remember that though. Probably no. I'm dating myself now. <laughs> I am actually not from the country, so from... Uh, Where are you from? I was, I'm from Pakistan. Okay. So... When did you come over so, here? I came in 2014, did oh. my advanced studies here. Right on. So... It's been good, it's been good for you? Oh, yeah. It's, it's lovely. Do you miss Pakistan? I miss the people. I miss my family. I do think the U.S. has a lot more to offer in terms of life, career, opportunities. Do you have any family here? I have my wife here. Okay. You brought her or you met her? I brought her. Okay. Does she like it? Yeah, she likes it as well. We do have some extended family here as well, so it's not that we're all alone. Yeah. makes it a little difficult uh oh yeah it's maybe was it a culture shock for her it's maybe a little bit more for her than for you mm. or no she's probably going through the phase i was in in the earlier years but i know she will get over that 
what is that? Um, well, for one, in Pakistan, we still have a heavy influence of family on everything we do. We do stick together, we have a more social life. Um, most of the marriages are still arranged. Yeah. So. Was yours arranged? Yes. Really? Oh, yeah. From what age? Well, 29, I got 29. That's when you met her? Yep. And who initiated that? That's that's pretty fascinating to me. <laughs> parents. Yeah. I do want to, oh. Your parents or her parents? Both or of our both. parents. Both of our parents. It's actually not bad. And it's, I understand it, it doesn't make any sense. But honestly, it's been working really well. Well, the Western culture has this like misconception of love, of like Hollywood love and stuff, you know? Yeah, and I do understand how they approach love um, and trying to interpret it from a logical perspective, trying to professionalize how love should be, that people should meet on their own, explore life together, and then make a decision. But like, Do you feel like uh, the concept of soulmate maybe doesn't exist so easy in that, you know what I'm saying, like a soulmate or like... So, can like you a, elaborate on that? I've been... I don't know, like, kind of like, it's just like where you feel like you've known the person forever, or like, everything is like just in sync and in connection with that person. That's like maybe what, like, the conception of love that people are like looking for, you know, or like, you're marrying your best friend or something like that, right? But I think that that's kind of cliche and maybe almost impossible to find. I do, yeah, I'm inclined so, towards that answer. I do yeah. feel um, we sometimes hope and expect too much from marriage, where we should expect that another person is coming into the union, and it's the chance is very rare to have a total sync with the other person. It's I would say it's, in, it's in near your, impossible. In your, like, how long was it for you to be comfortable with your wife? Well, um, in arranged marriages, typically the first year is the most bumpy, bump, bumpier in the ride. But with time, you get used to it and you start liking it as well. Yeah. It's not that it's a, it's a life of compromise all along, but you... I'm sure you talk to some married some married men might say the same thing. Or actually maybe they would say that the first year is the fun one and then it's it's going backwards from there. Really? I've heard the opposite. I've actually um so there's a couple I listened to on YouTube. They were actually um they found themselves each other on their own. Okay. Even they told us that a first and a half year or first year at least where you have to get used to each other and um, accommodate each other compromise on things because most of it is just you uh, being on rebellion with the other person but as if you pass that uh, that time frame after that you get used to each other and you start liking it as well yeah and now you guys are ha very happy and together. Oh, yeah. We had our first son a few months ago. 
A first son? Yes. Okay, congratulations. Thank you. Way to go, Dad. Yeah. And that changes your life completely then, right? I mean, your life is oh, a totally different topic, yes. It's, about, it's better totally. for your wife now. Maybe her life is more fulfilled now or something? Exactly, yes. So she, has, she uh, hasn't started working yet. She hadn't started working yet, so now she has something to do. Yeah. But we are working on a plan to get her to the job market as soon as possible. Um, it's kind of hard in America to make it without two people working now. You have to really make a lot of money for only one person to work. That is true. But uh, I'm honestly still talking to people, trying to do their studies as well. For example, I did live in another state for a year, and there we had a family, well, we met a family, who actually had 10 children. Wow. And most of them were college graduated with special degrees. And only one person was working. What the were they was, all doing? Uh, sorry, what? What was he doing? He was a professor as well. Okay. And a part of it is that... Uh, well, you got a lot of room to grow, Dad. The room to, to grow the family. <laughs> I don't know how they manage. Their house is not too big. But... Part of it is that when you're a professor, you... Um, in a lot of universities, you're... If your children choose to go to the same school, they can, they're paid for it. That's the good deal, yeah. Yeah, but, I have a couple of friends, or even it's like extended family a little bit too, right? Like, I don't know, I had a friend that, like, he was a nephew of a dean, and that he was able to go take as much school as he wanted. But there's a thing, you, a lot of, uh, or at least quite a few children don't actually opt to go to the same college. They're rebelling, rebelling they're against some, their parents. Maybe. They just want to move out and uh, go somewhere else and end up spending way too much money that they didn't have to. Sure. So I do think a lot of, uh, or at least a few miseries in life are because of a few decisions that we make. Um, just a few bad decisions that, that could be avoided. You know, there are a few decisions that just we just make because that's the best we know at that time. So school, there are a few school is one of them in America. I do agree, yes. School is one of them. Marriage is another one. Exactly, yes, I agree. It's maybe nice to have that option removed from you. Well, yeah. But this is a foreign concept to us, you know, because they, they teach the girls about, like, Cinderella and, like, you know, from the beginning. And... Finding a prince or something like that, you know? And, uh, I'm not married. I just actually, unfortunately, broke up with my girlfriend of a long time recently. But maybe because we, like, couldn't come to that marriage point or building a life together for whatever reason. If we were just forced together, we would have probably been pretty happy. But given the choice, we chose to go apart. Kind of. Yeah. Another thing here, which I understand that people take too much time in deciding about marriage and how marriage is such a big decision, is the penalty you're forced to pay if you decide to go the other way. So, in case of a divorce, the cost is very high. 
Um, so because of that, I understand how why people take time to make that decision. So maybe I've and I've heard this opinion from some uh, public speakers as well that maybe marriage is not something that government should be um, in charge of, or government should not have to do anything with it. Totally, it's a bond between people, not between, between people, the state yes. and the institution of the church, right? Yes. I mean, Common law, common law is kind of like a different way about that too. Where some people, if they just stay together forever, they're actually married. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like that in every state. But. And yeah. just because I uh, just recall a few stats somebody shared in one of the podcasts, um, two economic professors. Sorry, a lot of professor references in my conversations, but two economic professors also chose to not marry because. They figured that by not marrying, they were saving about fifty thousand on taxes. Don't know how they figured that out. So but I've had a friend that said he got married for tax purposes. So well, yeah, that's what I remember. But somehow they figured that avoiding marriage is a way to go. He got married for tax purposes, and yeah. then he got rich, and now he's getting divorced, and it's going to end up costing him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting subject, man. It's something going. I mean, I'm kind of going through that right now. That I'm set my girlfriend free of my complex, complex, unconforming brain. We just couldn't get along. We just, in the end, in certain parts of life, like you can be really compatible, and then in other different parts of your life, you stop being so compatible. get over that by getting married and having children, I guess, but we were never there, so, yeah, it changes, life changes, man, I mean, it's, it's what it is. I feel bad for you, and, uh, I do feel a partner is what completes life, and I hope that you find somebody who is really compatible with you, and you get to spend the rest of your life or a better portion of your life together yeah I, I mean it makes it it does make it easier especially in the winter time when it's fucking oh, depressing true. out you know I laugh I laugh at the people that come from out of town for the first time and I tell them to try to find their partner before it gets to be the middle of the winter like this because <laughs> all of a sudden it's the middle of winter and everybody has so many layers of clothes and you don't know what they look like and you don't know true. Um, like how they're how they are because they're just stuck and closed off to the world you know when you're all cold so I think the girls you know I think this mask thing I think the girls kind of like it (laughs) it kind of you know it gives them that little bit of like mystery behind their face a little bit I think that that's probably going to stay forever yeah but if people are meeting for knowing each other they should take the masks off definitely how is the COVID in the, in the classroom is it like a disaster 
we were we we're barely allowed to decent classes and it's not well I have seen people who have contracted it yeah we don't know if classes cause them at least not my class yeah um, they have had other interactions uh, around the town for because life makes you do those interactions and it's yes, not possible to avoid every contact possible um, but I do miss teaching in person that's uh, that's what I would say teaching virtually is honestly uh, very difficult both for the student and, uh, and, the, the, and the teacher sure no one's trained are, for that yeah, yeah. I do hope we, we need the human inter it's very good I think to talk with people with like words in person I think it's really critical and somehow the digital communication is highly flawed. Yeah, and actually, uh, I've been thinking about this. We have been relying on technology and digital revolution and we have been pandering this on to the world. We can change how people have been living their lives, but pandemic in a way has told us where we are in that revolution, so-called. and in what ways this revolution is not really going to solve things for us and in what, what ways it's, it is not really um, up to the mark yet and, and in some ways it's how it is superfluous we don't really need um, a lot of this technology for having a meaningful contact interaction about your podcasts like who do you listen to about podcasts honestly I don't listen to podcasts dude you don't I don't no I listen to a couple Joe Rogan podcasts I'm like fuck dude if I would have just done my I used to do a podcast 10 years ago you used to yeah before wow. there was a before there was smartphones before wow. iPhone 1 came out or like right when iPhone 1 came out and you used to have to download to an iPod Remember iPods? Yes, I do. And people were like, how do I listen? What's a podcast? What is this thing that you're well, doing? I have no idea about it. And they're like, huh? And I, and I was almost like, and I still don't really know technology too good. They were like, I was like, honestly, dude, I don't really know how you get it. <laughs> we did it for 10 weeks. It was really fun, but it was like way too early, way too early. And so I didn't get paid and like there was too much production and I was working with another guy and um, I wanted to like swear. I like, I swear too much when I talk naturally. Like you notice a lot of people from Chicago swear too much. Do you notice that? I Using too not. many curse words. They say fuck all the time and stuff, you know? I'm not. No? Not in class, you don't allow it. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the thing. I only know people from class. Yeah. Or most of my interactions. So they're respectful to you. Yeah. But yeah, so like describing things like Chicago people use fuck this fuck fuck that fucking thing you know like it's one of their words that they use a lot mm. and um, I wanted I just wanted to speak naturally and he always wanted what did to you edit talk it. about it was about time? local bands that were playing that week and we would play their music it was like local restaurants local like stuff to do it was like a timeout or like uh, whatever the red eye was like the newspaper you know mm -hmm. 
but in a podcast format, it was really cool, but, like, the production was too hot, like, too much production and not enough pay, which is zero. Mm -hmm. And this actually has a chance to get going because as I'm gathering content that, I mean, like, you're paying me for this conversation, basically. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm making enough money to be able to get started. And then maybe... If there's some really like this is I love to talk to intelligent people and like get different perspectives on things and you know I wish we had ten more minutes to talk about arranged marriage. Yeah, it's yeah. cool, dude. I mean, I do. honestly, I'm... like it's part of my life that just broke down, and maybe our lives would have worked if we if we would have just been forced to be married, we probably would have been happy. You know. Yeah, that's what I I want to explore that as well. I want to see. Um, what people go through when they take too long or, or they don't take the that step. Maybe I'm oversimplifying things at my end. Maybe there is, it's really actually very hard. There are other things at play as well, definitely. So I do want to have more information about uh, this culture as well. This culture of, of course. I, I've not seen well, anybody it- arrange marriaging. Will you try to have your child be in an arranged marriage, or are you going to give them a choice? I guess you have a lot of choice. You have a lot of time. We have a lot of time, but we have been just jokingly talking about it, and we're saying he's not going to listen to us, anyways. Yeah, and and we're okay with it. He will come from a different culture. He's a yeah. He's from a different culture. Yeah. Well, you'll get your chance to explore it, Dad. (laughs) You have lots of time. Don't be in a rush. It was very nice, man. Thanks very for sharing nice. part of your life with me, man. Thank you. It was fun talking to you. We're going to go on the left here? Yes, yeah. left, please. All right, man. I think that's good enough to make the cut, dude. I, I There's no real official name, but I think it's going to be called Anything and Nothing at All. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Well, have a nice Yeah, if day. you want to push the record button to just turn it off. Yeah.